Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Yeah. It's your boy Lenny Kravitz. I want to Making me feel like I'm like. Sometimes I sound just like him. It's crazy. Man, go ahead and talk. <laughs> Zubin, don't listen to this dude, man. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to talk about the Titans and everything that's going on in the NFL that's swirling. Every day brings something new with some very interesting commentary that you may not have heard this morning. Hang tight for that. But first, hey, look, Jay said it. It was a great night to be Keys Dodgers. Bellinger was terrific. Now, uh, Cody's dad, Clay, who played with the Yankees, wasn't exactly a great night for the Yankees. So let's just get into all of it because we've got baseball's two biggest brands. Key won the Dodgers, looking to put the Padres on the brink in advance today. Yankees on the brink of elimination today. Trying to stay alive. Trying to stay alive, save their season. All four games today resume in the playoffs and are all on ESPN Radio. Since Jay mentioned Bellinger flying away to deep center, why don't we start with your Dodgers? Well, I would say we have something that they want dearly and bad, right? Our pitching. And I think whenever you look at our pitching, our pitching is one of the strongest uh, that we have on our team. I mean, it, 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 until we get to the back end and the closer and Kenley Jansen. Other than that, when you're dealing with Kershaw and the bats are doing what they're doing and everybody is sacrificed, you know, you got Max Muncy who's, who's uh, advancing runners. You, you obviously have Cody Bellinger who hit the big home run, who also saved a big home run there in the seventh inning where mm-hmm. if that ball goes out the park, it's now five, four Padres. Instead, he goes up, climbs the wall at about eight feet, <laughs> gets it, brings it back down. I, I think when you look at it, though, Kershaw gave up three runs, back-to-back homers there in the sixth inning. I don't know if he started to slow down, tire out, or whatever the case is, but he's been known throughout the playoffs to give up back-to-back jacks to individuals. I, this was a, I looked it up. I thought it was his fourth time. It actually is his third time mm. in his postseason career giving up back-to-back home runs. With that being said, he goes out. We now use our closer after we have a stopper in there. Our closer in Kenley Jansen just wasn't getting it done. Gave up two runs, which spooked us. Closed the gap a little bit. His cutter, his fastball, his cutter were clocking in and around 88 to 92 miles an hour, and it just wasn't clicking. Eventually, the skipper, Dave Robinson, yanked him, put in Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly scared me there for a minute because he walked back-to-back guys in Machado and Fernando uh, Batista Jr. and said to himself, okay, now I got to try to figure out this last batter to get him out. He grounded out. We got him out, got out of the inning, cleaned it up. Now we're looking tonight to close it out. That'll be the final first pitch of the night. Before that, the Yankees will take on the Rays, trying to save their season. Jay, the Rays took 8 of 10 from the Yankees in the regular season with a payroll that is $80 million oh, yeah, less. I know, I don't want to talk $80 million dollars less. Garrett Cole is making more than the entire Rays team. I would love to have the Dodgers pitching on our team. Um, I'll just say this. The one quick thing about, I'm going to sound like you, Zubin, one quick thing about the end <laughs> of the quick. game, the theatrics with the Dodgers. <laughs> Um, Padres game, I love. Oh, great. I love. They the end of the game, the end of the game, yeah. just seeing Gratterall celebrate, which I'm okay with, and then see him blowing a kiss to Manny Machado. Like, I, I know people, baseball traditionalists will not like that, but me as a fan, I love when I see that type of trash talking. I, the energy of that just makes me more intrigued to watch those games. No, it's, it, it is fun when that happens. Machado hits the... Machado hits the home run and throws the bat. Yeah, it wasn't a bat flip. That was no, a bat that was throw. A throw. And then he says some stuff that I can't say, but I like that too. I mean, talking trash is part of it. You better deliver, though. 
No and question. so far, they haven't delivered. All I'm going to say for the Yankees uh, in game four coming up, Jordan Montgomery, has. Um, it's, a, it's a big game for him. Hasn't pitched in the postseason. Hasn't pitched the game since September 24th. Um, it's going to be, and we have Garrett Cole that will come on in game five. We're able to get there, but that's going to be a big time game for him. And Michael K will be joining us at 830 to talk Yankees baseball even more. Indeed. Michael K, the voice of the Yankees and a host on our flagship station, 98.7 ESPN with the Yankees backs against the wall. Who better to dig into with a guy that's been covering the team for decades all morning long. We have been covering a very interesting story about what exactly is going to happen moving forward with the NFL, with the outbreaks with the New England Patriots, the outbreaks with the Tennessee Titans, who obviously have the lion's share of outbreaks, 20-plus team personnel, et cetera, and obviously what's going on with the Las Vegas Raiders. We had Sam Acho, Vice President, NFL Players Association, join us earlier this morning. There are some new implementations that have been put in place for the protocol to try to tighten things up a little bit. Here's what Sam had to say this morning, then we'll want to get your thoughts on the other side. A lot of the reason why uh, the outbreak spread in Tennessee was because players were trying to get together because the facility was was closed, right? Now, that's not to say that coaches weren't involved as well in, in helping that thing spread, but the, the fact of the matter is both players and coaches in some way, shape, or form have not been following protocol. So that's pretty obvious, Jay. So I asked him to clarify, and he said the same thing over again. I just want to make sure that we announce this because I think it's pretty big news. He said that the COVID spread because of the workout after they were told that they couldn't be in the facility anymore. I think that's, that's pretty big news, right? That's a distinction. I, I, cause I've been reading about this, you know, for the last couple of days and I didn't, I, I've never heard that nor have I ever seen that. So look, and I know that then the rule came out the day afterwards, cause that workout happened on the Wednesday. Then Thursday is when the NFL announced that, Hey, no large gatherings outside of the workout facility for any of the team players. But I think that's pretty groundbreaking news, Key. Well, no, it's interesting. Now my brain starts to wonder, okay, they work out together at the facility, right? They they do that. What transpired different from the facility workout to wherever they were at the high school? Was the high school contaminated? Like what, what, like how did it get there? Were they not wearing their mask at the facility? I mean, at the, at the uh, workout at the high school? Because clearly at the facility, they must have been working out with their mask or whatever the protocols are. Well, that's still under, under investigation, right? I think the NFL is still trying to determine overall, correct, Zuman, if everybody was wearing their mask and actually following protocol correctly. Absolutely. And the NFL, once again, I just want to emphasize, the NFL said time and time again, the protocols are not the problem. It is the flouting of the protocols. It's not the rules. It's people's inability to follow the rules, which is essentially what Sam Macho just said there. I want to quickly mention, if you've got any thoughts on it, what should the Titans penalty be? If any penalties at all, Mike Vrabel has come out and said, we've done everything we can. You shouldn't punish us for something that's ravaging the world. We're doing everything we possibly can. The NFL investigating, what should they do? Your thoughts. You play Discipline, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You could also hit us up on our Twitter feed at KeyJNZ if you want to contact us that way. What should the Titans penalties be, if anything? Real quick, guys, I want to mention... Want to mention? <laughs> just the... keep putting that money in there. <laughs> I don't even say anything anymore. I just write it down in the ledger. If things keep getting worse, and we all seemingly agree they're going to get worse to some degree, for sure. <laughs> Key busting out the ten dollar bill for him. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, oh, thank you. There you go. Just thank go ahead you. and put it in there. I'll, I'll pay back with interest. I'll pay. <laughs> so here's the thing. As we move forward, we are going to hear about tears. And this is just something I want to get into people's minds right now because this is important when it comes to the delineation, who's allowed to do what, who's near what. Tier one, when you hear tier one with regards to players exposed, people exposed, organizational members exposed, just remember this because this is be big. Tier one, players, coaches, trainers, doctors, all those people. That is tier one. So when you hear things moving forward, tier two, general managers, team presidents, football operations guys, assistant coaches, the video guys. Tier three, those would be like the in-house media, the field managers, the security, people to help the event. The important thing to remember is one, two, three. One is furthest from three, meaning if you're tier three, you're the furthest away from people in tier one. So if you're event security or you're a field manager, you're unlikely to come into contact with Stefan Gilmore or Cam Newton. So just keep that in mind as we continue to see how this story develops. Tier one for the major personnel that we all know, tier two, huge support staff, tier three, people that support the stadium. Just an important distinction to know, fellas. Now, we have an idea about what the Titans penalty should be. We want to hear your thoughts. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Anthony is in Pennsylvania. He's on ESPN Radio this morning. Anthony, what should the Titans penalty be? Well, first of all, I want to say, Keyshawn, you've always been one of my favorite receivers, and I wish you would have went to my Steelers, but you didn't. But I still love watching you when you played, my brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. But listen, here's the deal. I feel like this. Even though, like you guys said, there's not a lot that can be done, but if you go outside of protocol and you got a game coming up and your team cannot play, that should go down as a loss for you and a win for the other team if they did everything they're supposed to do. Because the bad part about it is, like what the Steelers said, uh, like what Ben said, they on the short end of the stick because because of the fact they had to have a bye week so early. Now you got to play 13 straight weeks, and if you get in the playoffs, those. So you're going to be tired unless you do that good to where you can get that first round bye. What do you guys think? I, I, the, the 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 Ben comment it, it fell on deaf ears for me to be honest with you. Um, I know that everybody thinks that these buys are so important that, you know, that you can recover from it and all those sort of things. Look, if you if you really need recovery, just get some extra treatment, right? I mean, in these situations, you've got to understand what took place when you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. you got to understand what took place no matter what fan you are of a team. You can't just assume that, okay, because – we now have to alter our schedule. You're getting in the way of what we're trying to accomplish, so therefore you're doing us a disservice. I, I don't. I just don't see it that way. I, I agree with what the caller said. I mean, look, it's 13 weeks right into the playoffs, and for a guy like Big Ben, I, like, like I've always stated, it all depends upon how it affects you individually. So for him and his team, he's also coming off a season-ending elbow surgery, right? So elbow injury. So I, I think for him, hey – could that week off of rest do wonders for him? Maybe it could for him. Maybe for Keyshawn it doesn't because his body was built differently. His body could handle things differently. But maybe for, Certainly built differently. Certainly <laughs> built differently, yes. yes for for sure. a guy like Big Ben who coming off injury, it's probably a big thing for him and his team. 
There's no doubt about that, guys. I want to quickly mention one thing that's coming in from the NFL. Adam Schefter just reported this on Get Up over on ESPN. This is huge, and we're obviously going to talk about this throughout the morning now. Every day it's something new from the NFL, breaking news-wise, fellas. The Titans-Bills and the Pats-Broncos games this weekend are in jeopardy. I don't think anybody was surprised the Titans-Bills was in jeopardy. I, t- I said that the Chiefs-Broncos game should be in jeopardy. Yep, so now it'll be... The, uh, the Pats and the Broncos, that could also be in jeopardy. So he focused a bit on the Titans, who haven't been in their building for over a week, Adam did, adding that if Tennessee cannot play this weekend, the NFL might go to a playoff format not based on wins, but winning percentage. Now, that's something Major League Baseball tried. Remember, they were all going to try to get in 60, and they said, listen, I don't know if we can get 60 in. If we can't get 60 in, we're going to have to do it by the team's winning percentage. So, again, just to reiterate Schefter's breaking news on Get Up moments ago, Titans, Bills, no shocker, Pats, Broncos, that game also in jeopardy, essentially saying that if the Titans can't go, so that would be another game yeah, another the game. Titans would miss. Right? Remember, the Steelers game already has been postponed, moved to Week 7. So if the Titans now have to miss a second game, there may not be a way to make that up, considering what might happen moving forward with other teams we're not even thinking about right now. The NFL could perhaps go to a playoff format. And by the way, remember, for the first time in 30 years, they changed their playoff format to add two more teams. And now there might be another wrinkle, which would be not basing it on wins, but win percentage. Much more on that coming. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. We'll talk NBA, but first... A to Z. And let's run through it real quick with the Major League Baseball playoffs. Cody Bellinger hit a home run. He robbed a home run. Dodgers win, and they lead the series with the Padres 2-0. The league division series, as you recall, is best of five. So San Diego is on the brink. The Rays pushing the Yankees to the brink of elimination. They're up 2-1 after an 8-4 win. The A's showing some signs of life. They rally against the Strohs. That's now 2-1 Houston. And the Braves... 4-0 4-0 this postseason, brilliant pitching, 2-0 over the Marlins yesterday, so they're up 2-0, putting Derek Jeter and the Fish on the brink. All four series resume today, first pitch 2-0 Eastern between the Braves and the Marlins. You'll hear every single game on ESPN Radio. One quick football note with Sam Darnold's sprained right shoulder still ailing. The Jets will take Joe Flacco out of the mothballs and start him Sunday <laughs> against the Arizona Cardinals, according to still head coach Adam Gase. Darnold, who is considered week-to-week, was injured during last Thursday's loss, as you may recall, to the Denver Broncos. I just don't understand how you put Sam back in the game. You're not going anywhere. Man hurt his shoulder. Why would you put him back in? Because they're the Jets. They put Le'Veon back in a few weeks ago. Gay said he regretted it. I just don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) Gangrene. That's what you get. Let's talk a little NBA. We got the finals coming up. Game uh, number Five will be tomorrow. Jay Will will be there at the Countdown Crew at 8.30 Eastern. Mark Spears, senior writer for the Undefeated. Mark J. Spears joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. You can check him out on the stop Sunday at 5 Eastern on ESPN. This is going to be an opportunity to really illuminate the experience that black Americans have had with law enforcement and its long-lasting impact. So check out Mark's contributions to that on the stop Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Mark, looking forward to seeing that. It's bigger than just basketball. That being said, um, Key's already clapping like it's over. Let's pretend, or let's look ahead as if it's over. It's a season unlike any other. Social justice, the bubble, 
crowning a champion 11 months later. How would you sum up where we are to this point right now in basketball with the season being over potentially tomorrow night? Well, well, Keith's going to tell you they're wearing those those Kobe jerseys. They're undefeated in those Kobe jerseys, right? 4-0, so, wearing them tomorrow night. Wearing them tomorrow night. And then there, there's there's so many people that want to go home. The media might be rooting for the Lakers. <laughs> you know? But, man, I you know, I, I ain't going to count out Jimmy Butler just yet, man. He loves stuff like this. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to let the game play. And uh, I know the Miami Heat's going to show up. Perhaps two days helps Bam Adebayo. But here's the thing. Just just really looking at it, if LeBron does what he did against Denver in that last game, everybody's going home. He's going to have to put that Superman cape on, take them to the finish line, exude his, his will. And I haven't seen that much this series, but he's going to have to take it home. When you look at it, Mark, in LeBron now, fourth NBA title if he wins with three different teams. Fourth NBA title with three different teams. And I know people are going to talk about legacy and all that, but where would that legacy stand for you? Well, I mean, he's on four different teams because he want to be on four different teams. So I don't, I don't know if that impresses me. But in terms of his legacy, he's one of the tops. He's one of the top three. He's, he's elite. He's, I don't know that there's anything more he needs to do. He's under Mount Rushmore. Um, and beauty is an eye to behold him. Many would say he's the best ever. So I, I think what this does more is gets it done in L.A. Like if he would have came and gone from L.A. without a championship, that, that, that might have been something that would have been a ding on his on his resume. You you have to you can't go to LA and be him and not get him a championship. So I, I would assume that of his titles, outside of the first one in Cleveland, this one will probably be second in terms of what it means. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got a little emotional afterwards. Mark, let me go back to the beginning of your statement. Would you do you hold it against LeBron? that he'll probably get his fourth title with his third different team? No, no, but I'm not going to seem like you didn't seem, it, it didn't seem like that impressed you at all. It seemed like it kind of bothered no, you. No, no, so I'm impressed you. with the rings. I'm not impressed with the teams. That, I mean, that, that doesn't the, – the fact that it's on four different teams when he decided it's on four different teams doesn't mean anything to me is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, when, I, you um, know, when I think about LeBron – He could have been in Cleveland this whole time. I mean, it's – not like you got traded. <laughs> well, that's that's the point I was trying to dig down with you. Like, is yeah. this you know, is, is this a thing that are you a fan? Would you have rather seen LeBron James stay with one team and win championships with that one team instead of the way he did it? Because that's what it feels like when you answer that question initially. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I just finished a book with Spencer Haywood. Uh, Spencer Haywood rules, and he fought for free agency. Kurt Flood fought for free agency. So I'll never tell a man that he has to stay somewhere because they got drafted. You know, it's his prerogative to play wherever he wants to play. Um, And I think as pro athletes, you guys certainly respect that. You know, you you guys aren't no slaves. You can't just, you know, stay where they tell you to stay. But I'm not – I'm just saying I'm not impressed by the fact that it's with different teams because that's what he chose to do, you know. Um, 
you know the only that, reason I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the volume, not the jerseys. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I get it, Mark. The only reason why I'm somewhat impressed with it, especially from a Lakers standpoint, is the fact that LeBron James, if he wins this title, mm. everything that has endured 2020, and then go and put all of this weight from the Kobe Bryant death to the pandemic to the injustice to the bubble to all of the haters and just everything that comes with being LeBron James. And I know you said Cleveland would be number one. To me, this one would be number one because of all of those things. Yeah. You know, to me, like everybody keeps saying that there there should be an asterisk for winning in this bubble. And I I definitely think there should because of the the difficulty of it. You know, to be in one place for, for three months, to not have a home game, um, to not be around family members like this t- team, which it looks like it's going to be the Lakers, should be cherished. Maybe they should get a little bit bigger trophy. I, I, I think this was extremely difficult to do, and I almost think you have to have lived here to understand that. So I, I look, and the Lakers are playing who's in front of them. I mean, they haven't played anybody higher than a third seed, and it's not their fault. You know, blame the Clippers, blame the Bucks. You know, blame Toronto for for not holding up to their side of the bargain. Um, in, in terms of Kobe, I, I know this is the franchise he played for, but league-wide, I think that, that was a collective pain. So I, 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 I know he played for the Lakers, but there's a lot of people in this league hurting over his passing, including myself still. So, um, But I, I do think that having done what they've done here, when they it could have mentally broken them, is extremely amazing to me. Mark, Charles Barkley came out about a month ago, and I, I echoed his sentiment on air where I said, you know, we shouldn't vilify people that choose to stand for the national anthem for whatever reason they decide to stand. If that's showing honor to our country, yeah. loved ones, people who are vets, all that. You, you know, you can't be a hypocrite, right? You can't ask for something in return and all these other things. You wrote a pretty incredible piece on why Myers Leonard – has been standing for the national anthem, and how his teammates have supported that aspect. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, so from the beginning, Myers Leonard um, has stood during the national anthem. He's always also wore a Black Lives Matter T-shirt um, during the national anthem as well. So I, I certainly, when he when he did that, I wanted to talk to him. Very curious as to his decision, and what I was told was he truly agonized before that first game on how the world was going to see it and how it was going to be perceived. But his, his you know, brothers in the Marines, um, he loves the military. This is a guy who wears military clothes every day. Um, when you answer him, when he affirms a question, he says, Roger. Like, he, he feels like if he kneels, it's disrespectful to his brother. But at the same time, he, he will tell you that, I also am respectful to the plight of the African-American and the pain that uh, our people are going through. So I think what it does, Jay, you know, because you might not agree with everything, but that's where we have to have these discussions. You know, if me as a black man, I want somebody to respect the fact that I kneel, I got to respect their decision as long as it's not 
in, in a malice and a harmful and an evil way. And Myers Leonard definitely has a good heart. This dude has spent like the last two and a half, three months talking to all his black de- teammates, trying to learn more. Uh, he called home uh, to a small town he's from and talked to a, a fellow white person who didn't understand the Black Lives Matter movement, and he explained it to him. And now he's hopeful that that man will t- explain it to somebody else. You know, he's like, hey, I'm a product of my environment that didn't include any black people. So now I think what he's doing has been educational for him, but it's been educational for me too, hearing his side and, and hearing how what it's like in a different part of the world that doesn't have black people. So uh, I, I think that I've learned a lot from him. He's learned a lot from being here. And ultimately we need to have these discussions to see what's going through everybody's mind and why they feel the way they do. It's well said, Mark. Love Thank that. you very much. Once again, you can see Mark is a part of the quote, stop the stop our television program Sunday at five Eastern on ESPN that examines the experience black Americans have had with law enforcement and its long lasting impact. We will look for you tomorrow night with game coverage and then we'll watch for man, you. Hey, Key, don't Yo. be in the streets in LA, man. It's still COVID out there. I know you want to celebrate. Don't be out. No, I'm, like a, I'm in New York. I live in New York. You might fly home for that. You no, might fly no, home no. We're not going we gonna, we gonna to do this thing right <laughs> next year. We're going to ticker tape once the season starts back next year. In that window when they break training camp, we'll have a ticker tape parade then. But we'll celebrate with them virtually this Friday at midnight. All right, bro. You know, you. you know it's a wrap. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Mark J. Spears joining us from The Undefeated. Again, watch him on TV this Sunday Early evening, still to come. The Yankees are on the brink. What can they do? The voice of the Yankees is here next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. It's a pleasure to welcome in Michael Kay on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line to legions of people, the voice of the Yankees and the host of the Michael Kay Show on our flagship station, 98.7 in New York. Michael, if you're a Yankee fan this morning or a Yankee broadcaster this morning after last night's loss, putting him in a 2-1 hole, what are you thinking? Well, you got to be a little bit nervous, to be honest, Zubin. The, the bottom line is when you're that close to elimination, even if you had, I don't know, Garrett Cole pitching tonight, you'd be a little bit nervous. Instead, you have 
your number five starter in Jordan Montgomery. But uh, I think Montgomery is going to have a very, very, very short leash. They have to manage this as if it's win or go home, which is exactly what it is. So you might see everybody. I think every pitcher would be available to pitch today except for Garrett Cole, who would have to pitch tomorrow on short rest. So the Yankees have certainly put their backs up against the wall uh, with that loss last night. Hey, good buddy, Michael, how you doing? Hey, Keyshawn, how are you? I'm doing good, man. The Dodgers won last night, but in other news, the Yankees' bats did not do well yesterday. Why was that? You know what? There could be a lot of reasons. Obviously, you have to give a lot of credit to the uh, the uh, the Rays pitching, but you know, my colleague Paul O'Neill on the Yes Network said last night, and it's kind of interesting. You know, they were rolling through the first three games of the postseason, and then this, they decided to you know try to play the okey doke on on the Tampa Bay Rays and start. Davey Garcia, that's not what they do, and, and sometimes that catches a team attention. Why are we doing that? I mean, do we have to, you know, use sleight of hand to beat the Rays? And it seemed like they they lost their mojo. And, again, that's so abstract, it's no way to prove it. But uh, you combine that with the fact that the Rays have guys that come out of the bullpen throwing 100 miles an hour, and, and right now the the only two people that you could really depend on in that Yankee order are, are Giancarlo Stanton and DJ LeMayu. Everybody else has gone into a little bit of a slump. And when you go into a slump, in a short series, you could end your season because of that slump. Mike, I found myself yelling at the TV the other day watching Michael Perez after failing to get a bunt down on an 0-2 count, uh, then hits a homer. It, it, the pitching, man. You, you made comments in game two about it was a Mike Tyson analogy. Can you please exp- explain that? Well, I said to me it was like Mike Tyson going into a ring uh, to fight Pee Wee Herman. And just as the, the fight's about to start, Tyson holds up in ha- his hand and go, no, 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 we're going to play we're gonna play Jeopardy. W- what? You, you could beat my head in. You're bigger than me. You're faster than me. You have more talent than me, and you decide you want to outsmart me. That's exactly what the Yankees did. The Yankees have a $220 million payroll. Uh, the Rays have the third lowest payroll in all of baseball, and you should be able to bludgeon them. Instead, they decide to outsmart them and I just, at the time, I even did it in real time, so you can look at my, my tweets at, at, when they took Davey Garcia out. I scratched my head. I didn't, I didn't understand what they were doing. And, and, I, and I said after that game that if they end up losing this series and going home, you're going to point to that as a, as a turning point of the whole series. And, you know, they lost a game uh, that they tried it, and then they lost a the game after it. So let's see if they could rebound tonight. Michael, you mentioned the close to $300 million payroll that the Yankees have versus the cheap boys down in Tampa. How impressed are you with the depth of the lineup that the Rays present, given the fact that there's no one on that uh, roster making more than $16 million? I'm blown away how, how they put that roster together because it's not just piecemeal where you're hoping that some guys are good. They have depth. Uh, they have maneuverability. They give Kevin Cash a bench that he could throw out all left-handers. He can counter with right-handers. He's got guys out of the bullpen. Uh, that, as I said, throw 98 to 100 miles an hour. He's got all the pieces of a team of, of like that should have a $250 million payroll, but they're young, they're scrappy, uh, they're hungry, and it, it's put together brilliantly. It really is. And every owner of a team that has a, a $200 million payroll is going to look at their GM and go, well, why can they do it and why can't you do it? Why, why do we have to spend so much money and our roster is not as complete as them? Now, do they have... The superstars, like teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers have, no, they're not household names, but they could play baseball, and that's all really that counts. Dwayne Haskins, let's move to football real quick. Dwayne Haskins was benched yesterday 
um, in favor of Kyle Allen. I don't know how that's going to work out for the Washington football team, but there's two guys here locally in New York, uh, Sam Darnold, who injured his shoulder in last week's game for the New York Jets, and your guy over there, Jay Will's guy, better yet, in Danny Dimes for the Giants. How impressed are you with them? Do you think they can be franchise quarterbacks? Yeah, at times I do. I mean, I don't want to cop out on the question. Sometimes I come away from a game going, yeah, that's that's the answer. And then I, I come away feeling empty. Uh, the one thing that the, the demotion of Haskins does is it takes some heat away from Dave Gettleman because the, the Giants got excoriated for not taking Haskins with that pick. And uh, they just didn't like him. They just didn't see it in him. And uh, Haskins not, not only benched, but he's moved behind Alex Smith. So he's third. Uh, which tells you that he's not doing very well there. He's, he's probably not studying the way he should and doesn't know the playbook the way he should. If, if you go from one to three, that's not great. But uh, long answer to your question, I, I think that Sam Darnold and, and Dan Daniel Jones certainly have the talent, but, boy, they have not been given um, the situation to make them excel. They, they both need better protection. And as you could tell, Keyshawn, they both need skill position players, and they don't have either. 98.7 ESPN New York is the station for the New York Jets. Um, and you looked last week, I guess Adam Gates was given a vote of confidence again by saying that they're not going to part ways with him as the head coach. What was your reaction to that? I, I'm not a big proponent of, of, of firing a guy in the middle of the season. Uh, I don't know exactly what it does. When you were on with us, you kind of convinced me a little bit. You know, if, if the atmosphere is, in fact, toxic and poisoning for that quarterback, which would be what this season's all about, then maybe you make the move, but I don't know if four games is, is fair enough, uh, but I don't see the wins on their schedule. The The worst thing that could happen to Sam Darnold and Adam Gase this Sunday is if Joe Flacco goes out and tears it up and they win a game, and then Sam is healthy and ready to go. Well, Gase is trying to save his hide. What does he do at that point? I mean, does he run Flacco out there again, or is this season all about Sam Darnold? I and mean, I think it should be all about finding out about Sam Darnold and if, in fact, Sam could be the guy to build the team around. But, you know, if Gase is trying to save his job, that's that's the bad part about a lamed-up coach. Either he's the coach or he's not the coach. But if he's he's trying to ring up wins, he might do stuff that's good for him and not good for the long-term health of the team. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. That's a crossroads the Jets are going to be at. They'll take on the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. For more of Michael, 255 Eastern on 98.7 in New York. He and a legion of Yankees fans waiting to see what happens tonight. Michael, thank you for joining us. You got it. And at 98.7, we're the home for the Jets and the Knicks. So we've had a lot of wins over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Count them on one hand. That's for sure. Mike, thanks very much. You got it, guys. Great stuff to have Michael K. with us. One quick baseball note. This is very important for Key and the Dodger fans out there. Just a quick mention, Dave Roberts saying late after the game, a lot of people didn't hear this because it was a late finish, talking about his uh, closer, Kenley Jansen about moving forward with him, they may not oh, move forward yeah. with him as well, their closer. Just saying it, I'm going to no, keep yeah, you knew I, I was coming. I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was waiting for something that was news. <laughs> but, but I do think when you hear it from the manager, yeah. after a win, it's not like he blew the game and he went out and said it. Well, but it was a win. Joe Kelly helped us. Zubin, keep in mind. That's when you know your teases are getting really good. You had, you had Keyshawn <laughs> on the edge of his seat I was waiting for breaking news. <laughs> Speaking of, still to come, we know the Bills and the Titans was in jeopardy, but now – there's a second NFL game in jeopardy, and the NFL might be ready to change its playoff format as COVID is winning. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. It is all NFL. We got some huge news and just want to recap the news with a little bit of breaking news as well. First things first, the Pats had no new positive tests from Wednesday's results That according to our patch reporter, Mike Reese. Now, you may know the Pats canceled practice yesterday. They've canceled it today following the positive test for Stephon Gilmore. They're all world cornerback and, of course, last week, quarterback Cam Newton. They are scheduled, imperative word, they're scheduled to play the Denver Broncos on Sunday at 425 Eastern. However, the NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter, who will join us at 9:10 Eastern, reported on Get Up over on ESPN this morning that the Titans Bills game in jeopardy. Nobody's surprised there, but so is New England and Denver. He said essentially the Titans haven't been in their building for over a week. And if this game were to be postponed with Buffalo, that would be their second postponed game. Might be easy to make up one game, but multiple games, and who knows what is to come. Shifting the NFL's focus to possibly changing their playoff format. And I know what you're thinking. Didn't they already change it? They did. They went from 12 teams to 14 this year. But instead of going by wins to determine the playoff format, they may go to winning percentage. That obviously is if every team cannot play 16 games. It might be a chore for Tennessee to get there. Baseball was going to do that if they couldn't get their season done with. So win percentage could be, just could be, in play. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You need the best coverage in not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as the big carriers for up to half the cost. 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. A loss for words? Not here. Fill in the blank. No loss of words when talking about the NFL. By the way, with Week 5 kicking off tonight, Brady and the Bucks taking on the Bears. We barely mentioned it because there's so much other <laughs> NFL news. Oh, Tom Brady is taking on a team he could have potentially joined in the offseason. It's like an afterthought because there's so much going on. And we also assume that the Bucks are going to roll, steamroll them. So. Right. Bucks have won four in a row after that tough start. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including Adam Schefter, and for the college football fans, hang tight. Ole Miss's Lane Kiffin. Fight on. little... Former yeah, Trojan actor. Yeah, he, Lane's my guy. Won't ask him about the tarmac. No, I don't think he'll, he'll I will. be joining us from I his office. I might ask you. Stay away from that. <laughs> well, no, that's my boy. I could. We good. 
All right. Remember, he said at his introductory press conference, the last time somebody told me news this big, I was standing on a tarmac. It's great to be standing here with you all today. I, I called him right after that, too. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> we'll see if Key wants to get into that. It might not be a great question for me when Lane joins at 930 Eastern. Uh, again, Lane and Adam Schefter on the Shell Pennzoil performance line with all the late-breaking NFL news. Schefter in 20 minutes. Let's start with the NFL with fill in the blank. The NFL coach with the hottest seat right now is Key fill in the blank. Oh, it's three of them, though, man. Just one. Just, be, just one. Don't name all three. But it can't be one because all three of them are over. It's the hottest coach. Don't name all three. Well, I would – okay, well, then I, I would probably have to say Adam Gase just because he's here in New York. I would have to say that, right? I mean, I, but you can't can add Matt Patricia there, Dan yeah. Quinn, too. I, I'm, I got Dan Quinn just because of the way they've lost this year. Considering the Super Bowl loss and the way they've lost this year, I got Dan Quinn. No doubt. Just – Word to the wise, know the rules. Okay, know the rules. Here we go. Fill in the blank. The top three NFL MVP candidates are... Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Those are the top three, however you want to shape it up. I think Aaron Rodgers is close, Russell Wilson is close, and I think Pat Mahomes is close. I got Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I got Josh Allen. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Whatever. We may or may not see Josh Allen this weekend. They got Tennessee. Yeah, fair point. And Adam Schefter will be here at 910 to tell us why that game is in jeopardy and the Broncos and the Pats and everything else that's breaking. I know he's always working the phones. Let's go to the NBA with the finals tomorrow night, potentially the end of the 74th NBA season. The player I'd build my NBA franchise around is fill in the blank. Build the franchise around an mm-hmm. NBA. So he has to be young and good. <laughs> I would start. No, he has to be old and bad, Key. Shut you're going to make me curse. I would I would say Giannis, build. And the reason I say build is because I can get Giannis and put some nice pieces around him, I like get that. another guy that's like a 1A, maybe a sliver down below, and build around him. I like that. I'm going Luka Doncic. Going Luka Doncic. Uh, he's a, another version of LeBron James. Can take over games. I, I start my any franchise off with him. Back to the NFL. Tua Tungavailoa will start for the Dolphins in week number? Mm. Six. Six. The fact that you hear, ah, we're not going to start him. He's not ready. But You're hearing the noise. Once you start hearing the noise, it's getting ready to come, right? I mean, it just it, that's just the way this league is. You heard a week ago Dwayne Haskins could be benched. Well, guess what? He got benched. He got benched. It happens. I go week 10. Start him off on the right foot. They play the Jets back-to-back weekends. Get him two dubs. Start him off week 10. It's a great point. If I'm not mistaken, Key and I talked about this earlier. There's actually a bye in between mm-hmm. those two Boom. games, right? So you can get him ready, a little bit of a longer week. Could but nobody be. needs buys. <laughs> Key doesn't need bye week. We may want to reassess. We may have made too many more buys. We need, it gets so mad all the time. I think we need to reconnect. I got to sit between you, fellas. No, I, I'm not going to go get your pen that you threw at me. <laughs> Once again, still on the way, Adam Schefter, our senior NFL insider, with news on why the Pats and the Broncos might be postponed, Tennessee and Buffalo might be postponed, and why the NFL might be changing its playoff format to something you might not ever expect. Thanks, Taking the brother. cue from, of all things, Major League Baseball. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.